Hello, what's going on? This is Cedric with Prophetic Gems USA. It is a pleasure to be before you today. Oh, glory be to God today. Glory be to God. Um, I just wanted to start out with um, going back to the basics. I wrote a blog many years ago, maybe <laughs> about five or six years ago, maybe. And it was one of my, I would say one of my more profound blogs where the Spirit of God was really using me. And what the blog was about is about going back to Genesis. Going back to the foundations, going back to the beginning of everything, right? We are closing up the chapters of the earth. If you read Bible prophecy, if you study Bible prophecy, many of the prophecies have been fulfilled um, that people believe that are the end times prophecies um, based on what Jesus said, um, based on the prophets, um, the Jews returning back to Jerusalem, um, uh, you know, the Jews having a nation again, the nation of Israel being created in 1948, um, the temple being rebuilt, um, the Jews are about to start to rebuild the temple, they're planning on it right now, um, just many prophecies, you know, I think a lot of Christians believe that we are in the last days. Um, so that's, that's what I was saying. Okay. So, but God showed me that basically, well, first of all, if you understand Bible prophecy, what you do understand is that also you can't understand Bible prophecy without understanding the old Testament. You can't say, well, I'm just going to read the new Testament and I'm, and I'm going to understand the Bible prophecy. You have to go back to the beginning to understand the end. All right. So what we find in our society right now is so much new age thinking, so much, quote unquote, new age um, religions, witchcraft coming from, you know, Africa, from Asia, all these things coming from different cultures that are coming to the United States culture. And Christians have to contend with those things, number one. But no, that's number two, we have to, that we have to contend with those things. But how can you contend with something that you do not, when you do not even understand who you are? And so God gave us a foundation in the book of Genesis to establish who we are first. Okay. And so um, I want to go back to Genesis right now. What I'm saying right now is just a setup for what I really want to talk to you about. Um, just, just, just something that was on my heart and I, and it is so foundational and so important for what's going on in America right now. Um, so let's go to the book of Genesis real quick. Um, I don't really read a lot of scriptures, um, in this podcast. Uh, I quote, I quote scriptures, but I don't intentionally go to the Bible, um, for, for a reason, um, for a lot of my podcasts so far in the future, I will be going intentionally going to going to the text um okay so let's see here we're gonna go to genesis 1 and 27 and it says so god created human beings in his own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them okay so let's go to, go to the word of jesus where he is um Quoting the scripture. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And Matthew 19 and 4, Jesus says, Haven't you read? I'm sorry. I lost my place here. <laughs> and 19 and Matthew 19 and 4, Jesus says, Haven't you read the scriptures? Jesus replied, They record that the, that from the beginning God made them male and female. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and he goes on to say, and he said, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two, but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. Amen. All right. All right. And so I just, I just needed to give us a basis of what I'm about to speak, speak to us about. And I believe what God is speaking to the church about right now is as a man and I'm crying to you and, and I'm crying out right now, you know, basically 
and sharing a little bit to you. You know, I don't, your prayers are definitely um, being asked for. I ask you to pray for me and, and my family. But I, I also ask you to pray for the church and pray that we would know who we are and we would walk into what God ordained us to walk in and that we would do what God has ordained us to do upon this earth and that we stop being so religious and we stop um, um, not following the words of God. And what do I mean by that? I've been married for 10 years now and I always start to think <laughs> is when I is, is when I announced that on a video or podcast or something like that, um, I would want people not to clap. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's been married for 10 years. Yeah. You know how a preacher or something says, I, I've been married for 10 years now and everybody claps. Yeah. Or whatever, you know, but I don't want you to, I definitely don't want you to clap for me saying that I've been married for 10 years because it's been 10 of the toughest years of my life. All right. Because of the simple fact that my wife did not know who she was. Okay. She did not know her role. She did not know um, what she was created for, like her as an individual. So when she came into marriage, there was no way for her to understand what a wife is going to do, okay? What a wife's role is. So here I am as a man, a young man. Well, 30, uh, uh, I was 33 years old when, when I got married. I'm 43 years now. 43 old. I'm 43 years old now. Okay. And so, you know, um, I'm, I've matured. I've matured. You know, I still have, have some maturing, some, some maturing to do. Um, but I'm ready to go. I'm ready to, go. I just got married, you know, and I'm ready to build a family. I'm ready to, you know, do things for God. I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go. You know, I've made mistakes and now I'm ready to, you know, live for God, man. I'm ready to be fruitful and multiply, as it says in the scriptures, man. And what I found out was is that my wife had no clue who she was. She had no desire to understand who she was. Um, and she had no desire to be in a partnership. She had no desire in being an adult. Um, and so here, so so I figured this out when we get married, okay. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, she's not perfect. I'm not perfect, okay. Um, but we're going to come together because we love each other. We love God. It's going to be all right, you know. So some people say, well, why did you marry her for? You know, it's like, um, well, I had no I had no clue. If I would have had any clue that I would have went through what I went through with her, I would have never married her, okay. I would have never did it, Okay. Now we have an eight-year-old son, so that kind of changes things. Okay, so it's so it's kind of like if if you say something like that, it's like so you mean that your that your son would have never been born, and f for anyone who's ever been divorced or had children with someone who, that relationship didn't work, of course you you know you can't extra child out. So so just take it you know just take it as it is, you know. Um, but if I would have known that she did not know her identity and had no, um, <laughs> till, till this day, y'all, till this day, I mean, like, I don't see her finding herself. I mean, it's tough. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's really tough, you know? Um, and so because of the simple fact that I could never be a woman, okay? I'm a parent of an eight-year-old. I could never do what God put inside of her to do for him. And it's been so tough for me. It's been so tough for me um, trying to be, if you will, a mother and a father. Okay. For single moms, it's tough for you. It's, if you know any single mom, it's tough for them because they're trying to be a mother and a father. Okay. God did not create them to be a mother and a father. God created, you know, her to be a woman and to be a mother and to do things that mothers do. And that's hard enough. Okay. 
for men, God created us to be men, to be fathers. Um, and that's hard enough. That's hard enough. Okay. Um, especially when you're trying to find yourself and when you got things going on and that, that you're battling or you're fighting and everything like that, you know, and you throw all this and all of this into the mix. It's very, very difficult to build a civilization. And that's what we're talking about here. Y'all we're talking about building a civilization here. You take a man, you take a woman and you say, be fruitful and multiply. And that's a big enough problem, my friends. But we have a problem in the church because I went to so many pastors, oh my God, to try to get help with my marriage. And I could not get help with my marriage. We went to counseling and everything like that. And I went to my first pastor who married us. And um, when, I mean, I mean, I was out there, Jump Street, I was out there and I was like, you know, let me see. We have been married for, we got married in October, November, December, January, February, March. By, let me see, yeah. By March, I was I was back in my pastor's face at the church. And I was like, hey, pastor, I'm having problems with my wife. And he's like, well, Cedric, I haven't seen you at church lately, you know, and all this kind of stuff. You know, I was like, okay. What if, you know, and then he goes into, you know, what if, um, what if you came home from work and your dinner wasn't done and your, and, and your wife, you know, had a microwave dinner ready for you? How would you feel, feel about that? And you worked hard all day. And I said, not good. And then he says, well, that's how you're treating God, you know, because you're not giving him your best and all this kind of stuff, you know. And it's like, I was like, okay, pastor, well, thank you. You know, I shook his hand and I smiled and I left, you know. Um, because I knew that he wasn't listening to me when I told him that I was having problems with my wife, all right? And, oh, my God, it's been such a road. Um, I, and, I, and I'm not going to get into that re- right now, but I'm just going to tell you I have stories after story after stories about how I went to pastors. Now, the guilty person usually doesn't go to go to the authority. The, a, guilty, a person who's robbed someone else's house doesn't go to, doesn't call the police, hey, hey, um, police officer, yeah, um, I want you to just know that I just broke into someone's house and stole their television. And, um, yeah, I just wanted, to, I just wanted you to know that <laughs> that doesn't happen. Okay. She has never gone to any pastors or anybody in our families or anything and said, Cedric is me, is mistreating me. He's being a bad husband. You know, um, we, we really need help. She's never, ever, ever done it. And I've done it multiple times okay i can't even count on both hands how many times i've done that now um so you can understand the frustration that i'm going through when you go to a pastor you go to churches you go to christians go to family members who are christian and they can't help you with your marriage because they don't understand the proper roles of a man and a woman okay Christians, if Christians don't understand the proper roles of a man and a woman, how are people who are not saved supposed to understand the proper roles of a man and woman? Okay. How are we supposed to stand for godliness and stand for holiness and stand for, you know, traditional marriage, biblical marriage as we, you know, we're all biblical marriage. You know, yeah, you know, we love biblical marriage so much in the church. Oh, yeah. But I could not find help for my marriage in the church because people, they did not have enough love. And isn't that what Jesus said? That in in the last days, that men will have, um, in Matthew 24, he says, in in the last days, there will be, um, let me see that. Let me see how Jesus put it. In the last days, love will wax cold. I be said, love will wax cold. Let me see here. Here we go. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Christians don't remember the scriptures, man. We don't, we don't, we don't know the scriptures. Matthew 24 and 12 and 2020 has been such a Matthew 24 year. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay, here we go. Jesus, of course, the disciples in Matthew 24 asked Jesus, 
um, about the last days. Jesus says, let me see here. Mm -mm -mm. Let me see here. Sin in verse 12, sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's just stop right there. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many shall grow cold. And I have seen that in the church. So as we in the United States have seen uh, crime increased everywhere in the United States. And when, and when I say everywhere, we're talking about big populations um, where crime is, where there's a seed of crime. You know, when, when you have a big city population, you're going to have a problem with crime. Okay. The problem, I mean, the thing is, how much are you going to have that problem? And that's the, and that really depends upon the, the heart and soul, the, the morality of that city, of that area, of your nation. And so... When you have a big city population, there's going to be crime. Let's not act like everything's going to be perfect or anything like that. Even with the best leadership, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or the best morality, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Churches are doing a great job. Let's just say that everything is perfect, humanly perfect, right? Um, but when things break down, when the government leadership breaks down, when the church leadership breaks down, when the family leadership breaks down, and that's what we have seen and seen in America, all those things have happened, and you know every now and then you have a crime spike, it'll go up, it'll go down, et cetera you know that's 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 normal, but I don't know when in America, like everywhere like this has been such a special year for crime, it's been a special year for crime, okay um murder is up um uh carjacking is up in Chicago. Many places around the country, um, murder is up in Houston. Murder is up in in um in New York. Shootings up in New York and Chicago. Crime is just crazy up in Philadelphia. Murder is up in Philadelphia. I mean, uh, <laughs> since June, I've been paying attention to each city, like all these major cities. I've been watching the crime spike because it was predictable. Um, but as Christians. We should understand that the government is not the answer. The The government is not the answer to a crime spike. Okay, The government has its portion. It has its ability to handle those things. And quite frankly, many of the governments, the local governments and the state governments, um, and sometimes the federal government, they're not interested in basically cracking down on crime. Because they have a liberal point of view. And I'm not going to go into that right now. I've gone, I've gone into that on other podcasts, um, and rightfully so. And I will go into it again, um, but I'm not going to go into that too deeply right now. But what I really want to focus on is I want to focus on the fact that Christians, if we don't know who we are as Christians, if we don't know the role of a man and of a female and, and of a woman in marriage, if we don't know the role of the family, we don't know the role of the church, if we don't know who we are, hallelujah, if pastors can't help someone with their marriage, if pastors can't help someone who's struggling with sin, if pastors can't help someone, um, you know, if pastors can't, uh, 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 are, are not allowing the Holy Spirit to use them and building their church in the correct way and people are leaving the church, people are being abused in the church, how can we expect for America not to fall? If you look at our cities, we are in great despair, y'all. We are in great despair. I mean, people are, oh, oh my God. Have you heard, heard about what happened in Dallas in the last week? They're in crisis mode. People are being shot. People are getting killed. Uh, a rapper got shot on the highway, sitting in his car. Um, other rappers were targeted, and I know it's it's just rappers, right? I mean, rappers, rappers doing doing their thing, you know. I mean, but yeah, but it's a lot more than that. In New York, no, excuse me, in Detroit, a seven year old girl got shot and killed last year, um, straight a straight bullet. 
in Chicago, things like that happen all the time. Um, but this year has been a special year for murders and killings, little kids getting killed. Uh, in New York, a 70-year-old woman riding, just riding the bus, she just riding the bus. And she gets shot in the face yesterday. Um, and so <laughs> there's a guy with a flamethrower on top of a bus in New York. And so at some point, Christians have to take responsibility for our own families, but also for um, how we impact the society or is the society impacting the church? And that's what I've seen that the, that the society is impacting the church. So what, so what was really hard for me as a man and as a husband and as a father to do, what, what was really hard for me to do was to say, you know what, I'm going to clear everything off of my plate as a man and the things that I'm, you know, that I want to do in a, in a well-balanced relationship. A man has his role, a woman has her role, and it's going to be different for every marriage. So I'm not saying that, you know, the man has to do this and the woman has to do that. No, I'm not stupid, all right? Um, but what I will say is, in a, in a balanced relationship, a man has his role, a woman has her role, they understand their roles, they accept their roles. And what I could not properly understand is that, Cedric, you have to think that your wife is not even there you have to make sure that everything's okay you have to make sure you have to think like a woman <laughs> right and that's very hard for a man to do it's very hard for a woman to do to think like a man right i mean but um and so but i'm so glad that i've come to the place where i said to myself you know um i know Cedric, that this is not natural to you and i know that you don't want to do this but you have to do it you, you know, you have to do it. And, you know, um, I've prayed, you know, and I'm praying for God to send me a woman to help me to raise my son. And that's very hard for me. You know, it's very hard for me. But um, that's 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 the thing that I desire, because, again, I could never understand. The simplicity of a woman, OK. A man has his own type of simplicity. Okay, but I could never understand the simplicity of a woman. She could never understand the simplicity of a man. Okay, now what do I now what do I mean by the simplicity of a, of a woman? the The simplicity of a woman is okay. Home is where the heart is. You know, um, maybe it's just how she talks to the children. Maybe it's how she. Um, um, interacts with the children. Maybe it's how she makes her home. Maybe it's how she just approaches the approaches the day and approaches life. That's the simplicity of a woman. And when women have lost their their simplicity, that's when you get Instagram, <laughs> right? When it's all about the high and haughty things, you know. When it's all about they're how they look on the outside. It's all about how they feel. It's all about how um, how things are going for them. That's when a woman has lost her simplicity. And, you know, for a man, that's very hard to deal with because I don't know how to replace that. Okay. I don't know how to, I don't know how to fix that. Okay, and it's, so it's very frustrating because I'm like, could you just be a simple woman? Could you just be a simple, a, a simple lady, a simple woman? That's all I want. All right. I don't, you know, I don't want Beyonce. I don't want, you know, um, Giselle Bunction, you know, whatever, you know, uh, I just want a simple woman. That's that. That's it. I'll be happy. And because I know that I can't do that, you know, um, and then I said to myself, well, I can do it. I can, I can, I can feel that place that I, that, that needs to be filled in the home, 
but I don't want to do it. <laughs> okay. I don't want to be in that role because that's not who I'm supposed to be. I'm, I'm trying to be who I'm supposed to be. So that's very, very difficult. You know, um, a man can't, you know, decorate a home like a woman can. Come on. A man can't, you know, um, there's just certain things that God made a woman for. And um, I shouldn't, men shouldn't be ashamed to say that, hey, yeah, you know, um, there are certain things that I can't do. There, there are certain things that I, that, I, that I just can't do. And Christians are, <laughs> Christians are acting like men and women are the same. And we know that men and women are very, very different. Okay. We know that they're very, very different. I remember dating a lady and um, she had a young son. And um, if I recall correctly, she wanted me to show him how to use the bathroom. (laughs) And I felt really uncomfortable about that. Um, I had no children at the time. This was before I got married. And I felt really comfortable, uncomfortable about that, of course. Um, but I, but I think I did it. I can't remember. But okay, I have an experience that she doesn't have. Okay, <laughs> um, I have equipment that she doesn't have, right? Um, and us both being boys, you know, she wanted me to show him how to use the bathroom. Okay, when I got married and me and my wife had a son. Um, she was potty training him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And she wanted me to show him how to use the bathroom, right? You know? So, I mean, like, men were made for something and we understand certain things, all right? Women were made for something and they understand certain things. And um, when you look at the breakdown of our cities, it's because there were not fathers in the home. It's because... Um, families broke down is because they created a new type of family, a new type of way of doing things that was not God's way. Um, now, um, something that's very hot right now over the last couple of days that I saw that I have not clicked on yet. And, you know, and I'm going to go into those things. It's certain, it's been so busy. Oh my God. Um, I've been so busy with work and family and, um, you know, and investigating a lot of different things, writing and getting my podcast and stuff together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that I haven't watched this video yet, but apparently there is some guy on Twitter dressed, you know, um, um, dressed in a dress, wearing a dress and, um, Candace Owens, um, big conservative talker, um, um, conservative personality, uh, and Ben Shapiro, another big conservative personality, um, addressed that, <laughs> no pun intended, addressed that person, um, that man in a, in a dress, all right? And I don't know what they said to that person or whatever, um, but it goes to show you how our society does not want a man to be a man. They don't want a woman to be a woman. Okay. They want anything to go. And biblically, we understand that God has made us to be man, to be male, and to made us to be female. We understand that biblically. We understand that it's not going to work properly unless a man is a man and a female is a female. But there's a strong push in our nation for um, for the roles to change, for the woman to be ahead of the man. And, and we know that that's what Satan brought to Eve, okay? Go in front of your husband. That's what Jezebel is all about, the Jezebel spirit, the end time spirit, the Jezebel spirit. I wasn't even going to mention that, but... Um, it, you know, it just came up naturally. And so we have to be very, very, very careful as Christians. First of all, we need to know who we are as Christians. And I don't think we do. 
I don't think we really know who we are as Christians. I don't think we're strong enough. I don't think we're forceful enough. I don't think that we actually believe what we preach or we practice what we preach or teach and what we say that we stand for because... Again, I've, over the last 10 years, I've seen it all. I've been to several churches, talked to several pastors, been counseled um, with my marriage, and I could not get proper, loving, um, detailed help for my marriage. Actually, I got a lot of stuff that I felt, felt that was either counterproductive, hurtful, or just not enough. You preach a great sermon, you know, you speak in tongues and on and and all the good stuff, you know, running around the church, you know, people doing backflips and stuff like that. But you can't help someone with the with their marriage because you don't understand the proper roles of a male and a female. You don't have enough love in order to actually apply the word of God to people's lives. But not just the word of God, it's the spirit of God, it's that love, it's that compassion, it's that understanding, it's that, you know, so, um, so how can we help the world? How can we tell the world the proper role of a male and a female if we can't even understand it ourselves as Christians? People who are dealing with an identity problem, they don't know their identity as Black Lives Matter is practicing witchcraft and they say on their website that they want to destroy the nuclear family. That's a male and a female, a man and a female, I mean a male and a female and a child in a home together. They want to disrupt that is what they said. They, they took the page down from their website, but I have it on video. You know, I have it on my YouTube page. And um, a lot of other people did videos about it and they wrote about it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, so, so that's well known. How can you confront a group that practices witchcraft and wants to destroy the nuclear family, that's the biblical family, the traditional family? How can you confront that if you do not know and understand how that works yourself? And that's what you see across our nation is that there is no moral there is no moral um army there is no moral uh standard there is no moral uh that's not the word that I'm looking for will that is it the church does not have a moral will oh my god to stand up and fight for our communities and stand up and fight for our children and stand up and fight for the culture and stand up and tell the culture, hey, you know, this is what God said. And if we don't stand up for what God said, this nation is going to fall. Whether it's racism, whether it's violence, whether it's gangs, whether it's drugs, whether it's, you know, marriage. What is marriage? I mean, like, they're going all the way down to pedophilia. They're going all the way down to that particular place. And that's the next road. Just as we said 10 years ago, if you let a man marry a man and a woman marry a woman, next they're going to be want to be marrying the dog, children, and that's real. They're actually opening their door to that right now. Groups that are on the street right now protesting. They have um, some things that have flagged the pedophilia um, concerns. So, I mean, they're just knocking, knocking down the door. Why do, why do you think that they're trying to abolish the police and they're trying to um, defund the police? It's lawlessness. It's rebellion. It's as the sin of witchcraft. It's lawlessness. And it's, all, and it's going on all across our nation because we, we have turned away from God 
and Christians have not upheld a standard. And it's very, very frustrating because as a man, I have to fill the shoes of my wife because no one taught her how to be a woman. No one taught her how to be a woman. No one had the will, the Christian oomph. The Christian, like, what is what is wrong with you? Like, what is going on? Like, um, like, like, <laughs> what is this? Instead of people looking at her like a Martian and like, who are you? What are you? What are you doing? And like, how fast can you turn into a human? Like, instead, just like they're doing right now, where the criminals are getting compassion, the criminals are heroes, and they turn the police into demons. They turn the police into the people who that that they're being dressed down, and the people and the people who have who have not been supported, they did the same thing to me. They did the same thing to me in churches. They did the same thing to me in counseling. They did the same thing with me in families and my family and her family. So I'm kind of used to this kind of thing being being reversed, like the bad guys being the good guys, good guys being the bad guys. And so, but what we need to do is we need to get back to the basics, all right? Let's get back to the basics. Let's get back to what God said. Let's let's get back to a man. You be a man, a woman. You be a woman. You be fruitful and you multiply. You love each other. You build a family. You build a civilization. Because right now what we're seeing is the fall of a civilization, y'all. See, Christians don't know how to build a civilization. Our enemies, they know how to destroy a civilization. So what we're seeing is our enemies are practicing what they know. They know how to destroy a civilization. You destroy the family. You destroy the, you destroy the morality. You take them away from God. And we're going to destroy the civilization, the civilization of America. And that is textbook, like what communists believe. And... They're practicing it, y'all. They are practicing it. And I know that every Christian is not like that. I know that every church and, and every pastor is not like what I've seen. But I do believe that God showed me these things so that we could understand the weakness of the church. That we could understand that the church has a problem that has to be fixed. And so that we can address these things and that we can and we as Christians would understand that our society needs us. But first, we need to fix our own house. First, we need to look at ourselves. First, we need to take care of our children, our communities, our church. First, then we need to go and help America to save itself because right now America is on fire. One side is all happy because they got a new president. The other side is very upset because their guy is leaving office most likely. And so, but who is really upset about the family, the community, crumbling God being kicked out of our nation who is really upset about that and that's where everything begins y'all that's where everything begins I really don't care who the president is I voted this year and I've been very passionate about what has gone on in the election and you know, because of my faith, you know, I'm not a Democrat. Let me just say that. But I could care less who the president is. What matters more 
is what happens in my house, what happens with me, what happens with my family. That's what's most important for me. What I'm doing for God, that's what's most important for me. And Christians, oh my God, oh Jesus, we got a lot to fix. We got a lot to work on. And how can we be so pumped up about it, about politics? When we're not even taking care of the things that go on in our homes, we're not taking care of our spouses, we're not taking care of our church, we're not taking care of our pastors, we're not taking care of the communities. We don't even know who we are. So we have to do a better job, y'all. And as I am growing as a father, and growing as a Christian and growing as a human being, you know, um, I just had to, I just had to share this because I don't want people to make the same mistake that I did. You need to do whatever you need to do to make sure that everything is good because, you know, um, I have a lot of work to do. I have a lot of work to do because I had to understand the transition of, you know what? Ain't no help coming, Cedric. Ain't nobody coming to help you. You know, you have to do everything. You know, the 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 roles that God put to help me, they they fail. The church, family, my wife. I I couldn't depend on any of those people. I can't depend on any of those people to make sure that everything that my son needs that he has and so I want to just warn other people don't depend on the church don't depend on family don't don't depend on your spouse don't depend on anyone to make sure that the vision that God gave you comes to pass that Everything is taken care of and that you can be fruitful and multiply. And sometimes you got to be fruitful and multiply without the people that God called to be there for you. And so um, it's tough. It is tough. But, you know, God is with us. Oh, I'm just I'm just so thankful. I'm just so happy. I'm, I'm just so joyful. Um, and I, I just had to share that because. Um, I know that a lot of other people may be going through that as well. And many blessings to you. And let's just pray real quick before we leave. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, God, we just thank you, God, for you are a comforter. That you make up for everything that people uh, neglect and abuse, oh God. So, God, we just praise you and glorify you right now, God, because you say that um, if you are weary, if you are heavy laden, that you can, that that we can take your yoke and learn of you, oh God, and you will give us rest, oh God. We thank you that you are the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And that the government is upon your shoulder, God. The government is upon your shoulder, God. So we can put everything on you, Father, and you, God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. If we are a single mother or a single father. Or if we just feel like we're all alone and we feel like uh, um, the job is so big and how could we possibly get this job done because I don't understand exactly what I'm doing. But Father, we just thank you, God, that if we follow your Holy Spirit, that you would lead us into all truth. And God, that you would fill those places that, that, were, that are empty, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. We just thank you, God, that you are a friend that sits closer than a brother, oh God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We just thank you, God, that you are our living water and our bread, the bread of life, oh God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So we can partake of you, Father, and you will show us exactly what we need to do. Thank you, Jesus. In these last days, as you showed Noah, as you warned Noah about the flood and you showed him exactly how to build a boat. Thank you, Jesus. And you gave him everything that he needed to build that boat, oh, Father, and to accomplish the mission. God, you want your men and women to know that 
All you have to do is listen to me, follow me, or sit close to me. Thank you, Jesus. And I will show you how to build that boat. I will show you how to build your family. I will show you how to help others. I will show you how to find safety in this in these last dangerous days. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Oh God, we just uh, we just bless your name right now, God, and we just pray, God, that we would serve you, that we would seek you, oh God, first, and that we would help others, oh God, to know you, God, in these last days. God, we pray for America. We pray that, that America would turn back to God, and that Christians, God, would f- first turn back to God. And build a civilization instead of tearing it down. Oh God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We just praise you and glorify you right now for you. In Genesis, you showed us how to build a civilization. And God, we can't be so brand new in 2020 that we think that we can take from the world and compromise to the world and submit to the world, oh Father. And that there will not be consequences, oh God. And some some of these consequences might be eternal, Father God. So, God, we have to understand that we are set apart, that we are sanctified, that we are different, oh God. And we are not like the world. Thank you, Jesus. But we are your children, God. Forgive us, oh God. Forgive us, oh God. Forgive our pastors. Forgive the churches, oh God. Forgive the Christians, oh God. Forgive the family members. Forgive the husbands. Forgive the wives, oh God. Forgive us, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. In these last days, oh God, we commit ourselves to you. We commit ourselves to prayer. We commit ourselves to fasting. We commit ourselves to spiritual warfare, God, putting on the full armor of God, oh God, praising you and glorifying you, God, and telling others to turn away from their sin and to come to the cross of Jesus, come to the good shepherd before he will lead you into green pastures, everlasting life, everlasting prosperity, everlasting goodness, oh, with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There is no one like you, oh God. God, I drove past when I picked up my son from school yesterday. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We went a different way. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. We didn't go the same way. We went a a different way because I was trying to find another way out of the neighborhood where I picked my son up from school from, oh, thank you, Jesus. I was trying to find another way out. Mm. And that's what we need today, God. We need to find another way of doing things in this country. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We need another way, an alternative way, because this way is not working. Thank you, Jesus. So, God, as I was trying to find another way out, I found a gym, God. I found, as as I drove past all of the political signs, even though it's November, I think it's like the 18th or the 19th now, and the political signs are still up, I drove past a, a sign that says, Jesus 2020. Oh, praise praise be to be to God. Can I remember in September and October I was putting it on my Facebook page, Jesus 2020. Everybody's talking about politics. You know the political fights are ramping up. This person's on that side. That person's on that side. People are fighting. People are, you know, blah blah blah. You know whatever whatever. Biden 2020. Trump 2020. No. How about Jesus 2020? Oh, thank you, Jesus. And it had two hearts. So it was just so beautiful. As a matter of fact, when I pick my son up today from school, I think I'll get up my car and take a picture of it. <laughs> just so beautiful. Jesus, 2020. Oh, glory be to God. Because I don't care who the president is. You shouldn't care who the president is. I know it's important because I talk about it a lot and I stand up for family values. I stand up for godly values through politics. It is important, but you know what? At the end of the day, I don't care who the president is. This is what we need to care about as Christians, hallelujah. Is that in our homes, the man is the president, the woman is the vice president, and they rule together. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord. We are priests of God. We are called to do his will and his work upon the earth, to dwell together in unity. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. And that is our single most important thing that we can do upon this earth is be parents and to 
be husbands and wives and to be family and to be fruitful and multiply. Let's stop being so progressive in the church. Jesus. Yes, I'm all for progress. We should progress. We should change. We should go forward. But at the same time, you got to keep your feet on the ground because we're human beings. Thank you, Jesus. Keep your feet grounded to the ground, to the Old Testament, to Genesis, to because Jesus went back. If Jesus is, is going to go back to Genesis and, and quote Genesis, I'm going to go back to Genesis and quote Genesis. Mm. He made them male and female. Let's go back to Genesis. Let's go back to Genesis because they're trying to teach us and, and tell us that they have a different way. Thank you, Jesus. When God says, if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. They want to tell us that, hey, yeah, the government's going to take care of you. Don't worry about it. The government's going to take care of you. You don't got to do anything. The, the government's going to take care of you. But God says, if a man doesn't work, he doesn't eat. Hallelujah. Let's go back to our foundations. Let's, let's go back to the word of God. Let's go back to the goodness of God. Let's go all the way back to Genesis. We need to, as a church, we need to go all the way back to Genesis. Go back to the foundations of everything. And remember that God is our creator. And he made this good. And Father God, forgive us and forgive those who have not upheld your standards that they did not trust you but they trusted the other voice thank you Jesus God we bless your name and we glorify you God and I just pray for all of those who have listened to this podcast today and um, I pray that your word and your spirit God would be upon them oh Father God and that they will continue God the good work that you have done in them oh God and that you will continue God the good work that you have done in them oh God for you are the author and the finisher of their faith. You are the author and the finisher of my faith and our faith, oh God. And we praise you and glorify you, God. And as one body, God, one faith. Thank you, Jesus. One Lord of all, God. We praise you in Jesus Christ and we praise you and glorify you. Amen and amen. My friends, I thank you for listening to this podcast. And it was not supposed to be this long. <laughs> but it's great because uh, I really feel like God said what he needed to say. Um, to all of us many blessings to you today um, you can go to my website prophetic gems usa and um, if you would like to give to my ministry i would be able to be an awesome blessing um you don't have to give a lot um you know you don't have to give anything um anywhere from one to five dollars would be a great blessing to my ministry um but also if you purchase anything on my website prophetic gems usa then chances are that It'll be an affiliate link that, that you're shopping through, so that'll help me greatly. But just going to the website will be a great blessing. It helps me um, and the analytics of my website. And Google brings me more people to, to come to my website because you went there and just checked it out, just browsed through um, for a few minutes. That'll be a great blessing in and of itself. And I'm making that website better and better and better to make sure that you have a good time on the website. Um and I just thank you for listening again. Be fruitful and multiply, my friends. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye.